When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It is the Blitz here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Ryanagel. I'm Jason Minnick. February 20th. Tag day. Tag day. Dak can't get tagged, but the talk about his new contract is going to start heating up. Let's talk about it with the great Shereen Williams from Pro Football Talk. Joining us now on the Buyers Barricades guest line. Shereen, I do think the Cowboys will give Dak a, a, a deal. It will reset the quarterback market. The question that I'm really curious of is how long do you think it will take for Jerry and Dak's representatives to iron out said new deal? Well, the last one took two years, a little over <laughs> two years. So uh, they don't have that long. So I don't know. It's a great question. I think we'll get some better answers next week when Stephen and, and Jerry talk at the Combine. Uh, while they're there, especially Jerry, he's going to give us a little more insight probably uh, into how that looks. But it's a great question of when that gets done. But they need to do it, obviously, sooner than later um, so that they can get some of these big contracts done and be active in free agency and and get below the cap. That's the first thing they have to do is get below the cap. And, and redoing by giving Dak Prescott a new deal would, would go a long way in, in getting that done. You know, Shereen, it's interesting, and obviously Dak is one issue that the Cowboys have. C.D. Lamb's another. Micah Parsons as well, depending on on how quickly they want to get that done. You know, I, I look at the numbers that you were looking at with just those three guys that we talked about, and I'm wondering, and I know there's magicians sometimes when it comes to the salary cap, but will there be enough to add the pieces that they need? Well, that's a great question, and Jerry's talks a lot about that, that, you know, You've got to figure out how CD wants to be paid as the as the highest paid receiver, and Micah wants to be paid as the highest paid edge rusher. Micah, I would say, deserves it. I'm not sure CD Lamb. If I'm starting to name, I know he made All Pro. He's on my All Pro ballot. Don't get all riled up. But you start <laughs> naming the top top three receivers. I don't have him in the top three receivers. I mean, Justin Jefferson was hurt all year. Let's be realistic. Jefferson, Justin Jefferson's a better receiver than CD Lamb. C. Lamb is really good. Does he deserve to be paid as the highest paid receiver in football? I, I don't think so. But, it, you know, the market is what the market is. And you're worth whatever somebody will pay you. So if that's what he wants and, you know, he's going to hold out to get it or whatever he's going to do to get it um, or to threaten to leave or to wait and be franchise tag or, you know, play it like um, – uh, Dak Prescott did and bet on himself, you know, that remains to be seen. But there's only so much money to go around. At some point, you're cutting corners in other positions to pay those guys. Me, personally, I'm not sure I pay a receiver. I, I just think you can find, I, again, Cena Lamb's really good. I had him on my all-pro ballot. I just think at some point, you have to make some really hard decisions. And I think receiver and running back, to me, are positions that you can go find guys in the draft who are really good 
Um, and so that I don't know that I'm going to spend a big portion of my salary cap on the receiver position. That's just me. But you've got to have receivers unless you have uh, Patrick Mahomes who may do with the receivers he may do with. Uh, you've got you've to have those receivers. And we saw what happened to the Cowboys when they let Amari Cooper walk away. $20 million looks like a bargain right now <laughs> per year. But, the, you know, that's what those cap guys are paid to do is make all this stuff work. And when you have really good players, this is what happens. Like, you have to pay them. So how they're going to do that and fit all this under the cap, I don't know. The, the Dak Prescott contract, again, just has them over a barrel. I mean, it does. And it was a bad contract for the Cowboys. And now they're, they're back into a corner having to redo that as soon as possible to make room for, for other deals. And if they had paid Dak what they should have paid him the two years that it took to do the deal. So, in other words, if they had paid him two years earlier, they would have been in much better shape. They would be in much better shape right now. But they didn't. For two years, they didn't pay him. The sooner you can play, pay players, the less it's going to cost you in the long run because the the price tag's only going to go up. It's not going to go down unless the player really stinks. And if you're certain that those players are going to be – Michael Parsons is a good example. They, in my mind, they need to pay him sooner than later because that price tag is only going to go up. He's a great player. We already know he's a great player. He's on a Hall of Fame track. I'm paying Michael Parsons as quickly as possible. No, that said, Shereen, and I don't disagree with that if I'm getting a lot of years on that deal, which is what Jerry likes. Dak likes shorter contracts so we can get back to the table a little bit sooner. So where is the give and the take when it comes to, you know, obviously Jerry with Dak, but if you're thinking about Micah this offseason? Yeah, and, and I again, that's what I would do. I don't think the Cowboys do much. I think they make Michael wait. I think they do C.D. Lamb, and I think they make Michael wait. That's what I think happens. I'm saying if it was me, I'm paying Michael Parsons because I think it's costing me less today to pay Michael Parsons than it's going to cost me a year from now. So that's what I want to do. I want to, I want to get that deal done and know that he's going to be here for the long term because I've seen everything I need to see from Michael Parsons, and that's a position – that you need a great player on your team. Now, you know, you look at Chris Jones, I know he's a defensive tackle, but, you know, the, the Chiefs are about to probably let Chris Jones walk away because they feel like they can replace Chris Jones. And those are the kind of decisions that you have to make, and, and they're hard. And why do you let that guy walk away? You have to. I mean, that's just that's the way it's set up with the salary cap. Now, the good news is, as we reported earlier this week, the salary cap looks like it's going to be closer to $250 million, and that's great for the Cowboys and great for every team in the NFL. So if that's the case, there's a little more room to maneuver, and you know, maybe you get some more deals done. But, they, I mean, it all goes back to that Prescott deal. They've got to get that done first before they can start talking about anything else. Yeah, you bring up a great point, Shireen. Tyreek Hill is a perfect example. The Chiefs let him go, and yep. everybody thought they were nuts, and here they are Super Bowl champions again. I want to ask you about uh, Demarcus Lawrence and, and his comments. Uh, I think it was on Radio Row during the Super Bowl about yeah. the Cowboys were tired. I mean, and, and I know Micah Parsons <laughs> responded to that and said you shouldn't say that out loud in public. Uh, what do you think about D-Law saying that? Well, I mean – Every team played 17 games, right? Um, the Packers were playing for their lives at the end of the season. So the Cowboys were tired. I'd say the Packers were probably more tired. 
and they sure didn't look like it. So I I think that's something the coaching staff and the training staff probably are going to have to address, address with him or, or whatever the case may be. They, they, those, cal- those comments did not look good uh, from the Cowboys' point of view or from DeMarcus Lawrence's point of view. I just don't think they, again, it's, it's not, if it's true, it's not something you say out loud, but now that he said it out loud, uh, you've got to question the Cowboys' training methods and everything else if, if it's true. So somebody definitely needs to talk to him and see what he, um, within the organization and see if, you know, they don't need to chat. They, I mean, yes, maybe chastise him, but you need to more get to the bottom of why he said that and why he feels like that. Did he feel like the training staff didn't do a good job? What does he think they need to do so they don't have tired legs next year? That's just not a good excuse. Uh, and, it, again, it's not something you say out loud if, if, if it was true. But hopefully it's not true because if it's true, I you know, I have some real questions about the Cowboys. Well, and, and it, you know, it makes me question the uh, the mental toughness of, of Demarcus Lawrence, to be honest. I mean, you think about, you know, there's always the terminology, do you want that guy in your foxhole? And the answer is no. Um, if, if he can't gear up for the postseason, yeah. as great as he is, I don't want him on my team. I don't know if that's a team problem. I'm glad you brought that up, or if that's an individual problem with D Law right now. And I of all yeah, the things of all the things Micah uh, has called out teammates for and thrown him under the bus that I've been mad at him for, I'm actually kind of happy with his yeah. response to this one. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's something as a team leader that Micah Parsons needs to address with Marcus Lawrence and get to the bottom of it and why he feels like that. You're right. Is it a personal problem? Is that just something that Demarcus Lawrence is the only player on the team who felt like that? And why did he feel like that? And why was that the case? Uh, what's he doing to prepare himself? And and did he go hard uh, every single play in in the postseason? Yeah, that and again, that wasn't the that was that was the first postseason. That was a wild card round. It's not like they had played, you know. The wild card round, the divisional round, they're in the championship game, and you know they play all these games, and and they're really tired. Like that was the first game of the postseason, so I, I don't understand it. I don't understand his comments, and you know I look forward to to having him maybe address that more with beat reporters on exactly what he meant, and and is it just him, or is it other players on the team who felt the same way? Shereen, I've got to ask you this question because I think you listened to uh, D-Law and what he said, and, and he didn't seem like the only one that was tired in that ball game. It looked like a lot of guys were just kind of yeah. uh, tired and not ready to play. It's a culture issue in my mind. And, and Jason and I talked about this today. I think the Cowboys did Mike McCarthy a disservice. You either fire the guy or extend him. I mean, I, I see him going into this season as, as a lame duck coach, and I just – I think they did him a disservice. What do you think? Well, I think this is what they do. And if you sign up to coach the Dallas Cowboys, this is what you have to expect. I mean, this is what he's Jerry's done now for three contracts in a row. He let Jason Garrett's contract run out twice, and now he's letting uh, Mike McCarthy's contract run out. And you're you're playing, obviously, for uh, his job, coaching for his job right now. So this is what it does, whether you like it or don't like it kind of beside the point it's, it's when you sign that contract you know what you're getting into he's not going to buy out your contract that's how long you're going to get to prove yourself and if you don't he's just not going to renew the contract you're done you're not going to get any payoff there's not, not going to be that i mean we've just seen it how many years now is that what are we at 
almost two decades, 14, 15 years, we're into this thing, and this is this is what he's done. So you, there's no surprise to it. It's, it is what it is. He doesn't like buying out contracts, and he hasn't done it in a really long time. So, you know, Wade Phillips is the last one he did, and guess what? His replacement was already on staff, so he didn't have to go out and spend a lot of money on that. So this is just what he does. Whether we like it or not, this is the way it is. And when Mike McCarthy signed up for this job, he should have known that's the contract he was going to get, and that's how long he had to prove himself. And, and if, it, if he doesn't this year, then they'll have another coach next year, and Jerry won't have to pay any money to pay off Mike McCarthy. Shereen Williams from Pro Football Talk joining us here on The Blitz. Speaking of former coaches, Jimmy Johnson on a Miami radio station uh, is back in the fold with the Cowboys. Now, joking that he's on the advisory board, I I, I don't think Jerry has one, but I do like hearing that Jerry is seeking advice from Jimmy once again. Yeah, it sounds like that he consulted with him about Mike McCarthy, the way Jimmy made it sound, and I do think that's great. I think he needs somebody like that that he can lean on who who will give him the honest answers, and he might not want to hear it, but, you know, Jerry listens to everybody. Um, and, and he, you know, I just remember one time he, he Rick Goslin had told him some draft advice. I don't even remember who the player was or whatever. And Jerry took that to heart, what Goose had said, and Goose was one of the best at, you know, draft prep. And uh, so he hears everything, and he listens to everything, and he takes it into consideration. Now, he may not always do it, but, you know, I'm glad it's Jimmy giving that advice because I think Jimmy's going to give him really good advice. And uh, I think that's going to be a help for Jerry moving forward. And I, I'm with you. I think the relationship has changed. I think that the chill is off. It's thawed a little bit. Um, and, and I like what I'm seeing from, from those two. And I think maybe there's a, a friendship renewed now. Which is good, I think, for, for everybody to see that. Make sure you follow Shereen Williams on Twitter, her ex, at NFL Shereen Reader at Pro Football Talk. Shereen, always appreciate it. Never a dull moment in the Cowboys offseason. We'll talk to you next <laughs> Tuesday. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. The great Shereen Williams on the Buyers Barricades guest line, where they provide traffic control, rental, and sales for San Antonio and beyond online at buyersbarricades.com.